What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Jeff Needs Sports, an official off the ball network production. Uh, tonight is, is, is another crazy night. We're previewing the SEC 2021 football season. And with me, I've got I've got a group of Playboy All-Americans with me tonight. I got uh, I got Mo Murphy from Up in Flames. I got Jay Stevens from the Jay Stevens podcast and uh, Locked on Buckeyes. And I've got Couch Coach Live from uh, Couch Coach Live podcast with me tonight. And we're going to discuss our view and uh, our take on the upcoming SEC uh, football season. Mo, what's up tonight, man? Oh, uh, what's going on, Jeff? I mean, you know, now that we've gotten to the, the cream of the crop conferences, seeing that we're about to talk <laughs> SEC, I'm like, college football is right here. Like, we're leading up into the conference, you know, greatest conference known to man. So I know college football is right around the corner. Absolutely. Jay Stevens, you're from the Locked On Buckeyes uh, show. Great host, five days a week. And you get to talk a little SEC football. Like, how's that make you feel, bro? Makes me feel good, man. Anytime we get to talk ball, it doesn't matter if it's SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten. Give me some, <laughs> give me some uh, HBCU action. I don't care. Talking ball, Jeff. I'm excited. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, Couch Coach Live, uh, we, you're an ACC guy. You're embedded in ACC country, but you are you live amongst SC, the SEC world, man. So how's, how's this feel talking about the uh, in-state rivals, so to speak? Oh, man, this is great. You know, once again, this, this is the premier conference. And as you, you mentioned earlier, play ball America's so all we need is Bob Hope. So, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> no, 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 real quick, though, like, I'm old enough, like, growing up, that was, like, a, a huge thing with Bob Hope would do the All-Americans, man. He'd bring him out there because I'm like, oh, these are the guys that I've never seen without a helmet. Like, these are, the, like, these are my heroes. So, yeah, shout out to Bob Hope and the uh, All-Americans, man. One of the best things yeah. for whatever. So, we're going to we're gonna kick it off. There's there's no way to avoid this you know it's i want to it's literally the elephant in the room it is the sec still alabama's conference uh you can't deny it if you go back and look they've won they win the sec championship every other year but even in years that they don't go to the championship game i don't think they've ever lost one but when they don't go they still go to the playoffs. They've got national titles without going to the sec championship so that they absolutely you know dominate this conference you know, the other schools are great. Like, Georgia's, you know, had their moments. LSU had the honestly one of the best seasons, maybe the best season we've ever seen in college football. But regardless, Alabama is never worse than second. Even on their, their worst years, they almost make the playoffs. So is this still Alabama's conference? Uh, Mo Murphy, well, let's start with you, man. Um, I would have to say yes. Uh, I think going into this year, maybe they're, it's the most vulnerable we've seen. Alabama B just based on what I look at their roster and a brand new quarterback. A lot of teams always you have to when you have a brand new quarterback, you get skeptical about how successful they be, especially college football. We know it's kind of based on the backs of quarterbacks. That's kind of who really runs football, let alone college football. But I would still have to say yes, because like you said, they make the playoffs win or lose the conference in a sense. As long as they have as long as they only have one loss, I mean they, they make the playoffs. Regardless, had they not lost in the Iron Bowl uh, to Auburn, what was that, two years ago? They would have went to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They didn't make the playoffs that year. They would have went to the playoffs then had they not lost in that Iron Bowl no, when you, Mac yeah, Jones you're came talking, in. No, you're talking about, yeah, just two years ago. when Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah. yeah, when Tua was hurt, had, had they not lost the Iron Bowl, they still weren't going. When LSU won the National Championship, they still would have made the playoffs had they beat Auburn win or lose the SEC. So I would say it's still Bama's conference. And the one thing I do want would 
say when it comes to SEC, everybody talks about like Oregon maybe dominates the Pac-12, Oklahoma dominates the Big 12, and they don't get no credit. But Bama does the same thing when the with the SEC, but all the other schools up under it. Oh well, it is the SEC, but it's it's the same team coming out of the SEC every year. So I still say it's their conference. Fair enough, Coach. How, how do you? Is it? It's still Bama's conference, or or is the is the? Do you do you see a uh, do you see a crack in the dam? No. Um, then once again, this is another team. When we look at it, this team, you know, they don't they don't reload. I mean, they don't uh, rebuild. They reload. Um, like you're talking about Bryce Young as um, incumbent now. Um, them and then even you think about it, you, you lose. I'm not losing. Bring in Bill O'Brien as the OC, and I'm like, you know, the rich get richer in that particular part. And then just that defense, once again, that's another one where you think that, you know, they lost so many on the defense, but then you got to think about it. They got Malachi Moore coming back, who was a freshman All-American, and then also um, Jordan Battle. Hopefully he'll be, you know, that that duo alone definitely um, could definitely ease the the loss of Patrick Sertain mm-hmm. the second. So, I mean, yeah, this team alone, I mean, it's just so many guys – just uh, they just they reload. They they don't rebuild. It's it's never a year where they say, "Hey, this could be an off year for Alabama." No, yeah, this yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's no, yeah, it's crazy coming off a year to win. You know, in Florida in the SEC championship game pushed it, but other than that, I mean, they rolled. Uh, you know, they rolled through the conference last year. They rolled to the national championship. They rolled. You know, Notre Dame and Ohio State. You know, there was nothing. They didn't squeak by last year. So, Jay Stevens, how do, how do we feel about Alabama's dominance in the conference this year? I, I think what Coach, what Couch Coach said made a lot of sense, and he talked about how they brought in Bill O'Brien. And Saban does a thing where he gets these guys from the NFL or some guys that are a little bit – they not wanted where they where they previously were, um, <laughs> Lane Kiffin. Well, Lane Kiffin was a different situation. But you got Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian. You got Bill O'Brien. You got these coaches that have – a different mindset than just college. They have a little pro experience. You bring them down. You help them revitalize themselves, kind of eliminate the stigma that was on them. They have success. And I bet you Bill O'Brien gets a nice payday down the road eventually, not sure when. And I do think it's still Alabama's conference, and it kind of goes to Saban. Whatever Saban does, whatever Saban has been doing down there in that lab down there in Tuscaloosa, it's working. And you mentioned Malachi Moore. You got Brian Robinson back there in the backfield. That's huge because losing Najee Harris is one thing, but to have a guy back there, Robinson, behind Bryce Young, who you can trust, who you know what you're going to get from him, and it's not like you're putting a guy back there that's not that's going to be uh, trying to figure out his way. Brian Robinson, know, you know what you're going to get. That, to me, is going to be what's going to help propel this offense, along with that nasty, fierce, uh, strong offensive line that they have there. This team is still Bama's conference in the SEC and man, I don't know if they. I, I got some thoughts about some stuff coming up later, but I still think it's Bama's man, and it's 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 going to they're going to dominate once again. Yeah, we always say the same thing. I mean, every every time we say this about a team, whether it's uh, you know Bama, Ohio State, whoever's the you know Clemson, we all say the same thing. Like it, it's it's about the quarterback. But then we have to remember that. And I always I always bring this up. People tell me like, oh, they're losing the quarterback. They're losing this. I'm like, yeah, it's college football. They, they don't stay they, – they're not there for 10 years. Like, we're always losing a player. Like, every quarterback's always – like, Joe Burrow was first-year national championship, you know, starter. Well, no, I guess it was second-year starter. But, um, you know, uh, Lawrence, uh, freshman, you know, like uh, Tua, 
uh, biggest throw maybe we've ever seen in college football as a as a freshman. Like, of course, it's always the next guy up, but that's just the nature of college football. I have no – especially what I saw them do last year, I have zero reason to believe that uh, Bryce Young can't just, just pick up the – Keep, pick up the ball and keep it rolling. So since we go into that, um, if we're calling Alabama the favorites, we all said that. That's why I said there was no reason to to break the conference down if we think that. Who are the sleepers? Um, you know, we're not talking about. You know, I, I'm talking about the sleepers. Like we'll we'll talk uh, who your you know favorite teams are here in a second. But like, who are the sleepers in the conference? Like if we're already if we're saying it, we know Georgia's good. Um, we we assume LSU will be close. Uh, once you start getting once you start getting down that anybody that could surprise Alabama, surprise the rest of the conference. Uh, Coach, you go first, man. Um, this And it's weird because SEC is weird. We talk about sleepers because <laughs> we, in, 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 in theory, uh, any of these sleepers who could be a second or third, team, third tier team in this conference could exactly. no, win true. a national championship. So I'm going to I'm gonna do this one. So I don't think this team necessarily going to compete with uh, Alabama. But they can shake things up, especially in the SEC East, is Missouri. Oh. Um, I look at what they have. The, the freshman quarterback, uh, well, he's not a freshman no more, but Connor um, -like. Um, He did his thing coming in. He, um, he had a pretty good – he actually had a good game against LSU last year in his first start. Um, then also, you know, we talked about earlier as far as a, a um, old coach, well, NFL coach coming over. Steve Wilkes is now taking over their defense. Um, so their defense is gonna be much improved. And last year they were five and five. Um the losses they kind of, you know, they they were, you know, they, they got taken to the woodshed a little bit last year. I know um they had a couple of double digits losses. I think that um, a couple of games they lost uh, more than 19 points. But um this this is a team, I don't necessarily think they're going to be they can shake things up. Like I can see them maybe like, you know, maybe you know, winning a game and kind of Throwing the East off, you know, you might have one week where say, "Oh my God, Missouri won won this game," and get in a shocking fashion. But that's where I would define a sleeper in this conference because this conference is too deep. No, that meant that makes a lot of sense. It is tough because, like Texas A and M last year, regardless of the arguments, they were a yeah. really good team and would have been would have competed in every conference, including you know the Big Ten, the ACC, and everything. Jay Stevens, any, who who stands out that could uh, screw things up for? Uh, the SEC this year. So, Jeff, I'm going to eliminate. I'm just going to say the teams that I'm not going to go for. I'm not okay. going for the a and I'm not going for LSU, not going for Florida, not going for Missouri. They were not on my list at all. And I'm not going with Ole Miss, as I know it's easy for Jay to pick Ole Miss. I like what Matt Corral does <laughs> as a quarterback. I like the team. Um, if the game were in uh, Mississippi, I may say yes, but it's in Tuscaloosa. And I don't think Saban's losing to Ole Miss or Matt Corral or anybody on that team at home this year. So it's going to be very interesting. And I was not planning on going this route. And I'm trying to look at my notes here very quickly. The Auburn Tigers always find a way when they're not really known to do anything, when they're not looked at a, to be a way that it's supposed to be someone that they're supposed to be good. I have a preview magazine next to me. This preview magazine has Auburn um, expected to go seven and seven and five for the season, three and five in the SEC. That's not sexy. That's barely being bowl eligible. But new head coach in Mike Bobo, you have Bo Nix still there. Whatever you want to say about Bo Nix, I don't care. 
I do believe his experience. I do believe him being the guy that you don't expect much from, a guy that whose mechanics aren't always the best. I do believe this team in Auburn can find a way to stir things up this year. The game is at home. The game is at the game is not in Alabama this year. The game is in Auburn. It's games in Auburn. So it's a it's kind of the the story of when Auburn you don't expect much from them. They kind of shock you when the game's at home. They might have to kick six. I I got to go with the Tigers because I can't go with Ole Miss. <laughs> no, no that 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 makes a lot that makes a lot of sense. Ole Miss is could be really good this year. Um, you know, it's one of those. It's like. Do you believe in what you see or do you believe in, you know, history? Do you believe in the team name and all that? You know, college football, that's just what it's all about. Um, you know, as an analyst, if we look at Ole Miss and take off the jerseys, we're like, oh, that's a really good team. And then you see it and you're like, ah, do I really believe that they're going to, you know, jump up there? But, you know, everybody else does. I mean, they're they're ranked ahead of LSU right now in the preseason rankings. I personally think LSU is going to be a ton better than they were last year, you know, because – LSU was one of those teams like they just took a season off. They really did. Um, you know, when they played, you know, when they beat Florida, that was a fluke. But they still have the athletes. They still have the players. Um, I assume that this year they'll be focused and like, okay, you know, back to work. I don't know how good of a uh, coach Ogeron is yet. I still have doubts about how, how good of a coach he is, and we're going to find out this year. Because this year they ought to be back in, at, at full strength, you know, coming off, you know, the national championship and the recruiting and everything we've heard. So if they're not really good this year, then, then I've got some questions about uh, coach. O. uh Mo Murphy, um, who out of the sec can screw things up for everyone. Well, I was going to take the easy route and I was going to say LSU We're good, and man. only because of using, but then, but then I, they took mine honestly with Auburn and my <laughs> whole thing for Auburn was when you look at it, we talk about all these guys. I know Ole Miss has an experienced quarterback, but Bo Nix, I'm not a biggest fan of him. I don't think he's as good as advertised uh, from, from his freshman year. I remember watching his first game when they played against Oregon. Freshman year, he's a phenom. You know, he was he was next man up, high, future Heisman winner. He's never met those expectations for me. But no, I was going to think like – seen it out of Nix. We might have a no, Bo Nix conversation here in a minute. <laughs> but him being a junior – him being a junior this year with two years of experience under his belt as a starting quarterback, like Jay said, is I'm like, okay, in a big-time game, sometimes guys can step up in those big moments and maybe Bo Nix because he can move a little bit on his feet. So it's not all about what he does with his arm. He can step up and make those big plays and big moments. The defense plays great. You know, even like, like you said, it, they might not be in a position to shake everything up for themselves, but like them beating a, a Alabama – who could have one loss at that point could ruin what we think about the SEC as a whole and, and probably get to one of our questions later, which, but I think like a loss, a two loss Alabama could shake everything up because you know, Florida and Georgia got to battle it out and then they might end up losing, you know, in the SEC championship to Bama, if Bama gets there. So I think Auburn, especially with the destiny of Alabama has to get the job done every game prior to playing Auburn in a, you know, a rivalry game, like, Auburn could have Bama's destiny in their hands, you know, in, in a close game, the Iron Bowl. And then for LSU, all the reasons that you said, Jeff, is I think people are really sleeping on them and how good I think they'll be because of they took a break last year, like you said. Yeah. But they have what? They have one of the top draft prospects in the country, period, mm -hmm. regardless of position yeah. um, in Stingley Jr. Like he's 
probably projected to go top five. There was some stirs in the pot that he might play both sides of the ball. They they said they've said no, but at the same time, with that being considered, if there's a lack of production somewhere, I I could very well see you know. But also, my 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 thought changed a little bit earlier with LSU because Miles Brennan is hurt. So now that yeah, changes to me the whole aspect. Yeah, that and yeah, that was, I was that changes the whole aspect yeah. for me on what I think about LSU. Yeah, and yeah. before that, I was going to – like, I really was in on LSU because, to me, they had the same team coming back this year that Alabama did last year. Like, y'all remember, last year was Alabama's down year. I mean, I, like, it's, <laughs> we don't remember it now, but we were all like, is Mac Jones really the guy? Blah, blah, blah. You know, this and that. We had just come off the season of LSU just running rough shot through the conference and then Alabama had one of the greatest seasons in college football history. And that's how I felt about LSU this year. Things have changed, you know, with the injuries and all that. So it's, it's, it's hard for me, you know, to put them up there. I, here's a team and this is crazy. And a shout out to my man, Stephen Gillespie, something about Arkansas, the way they're always knocking on the door um, of like, well, they, they played better. than I thought I can just see Arkansas winning one game, that really screws up the entire path of the SEC. They might win four or five games this year. There's like, you know, you know, me and Jay, um, Mo even, or, you know, watch a lot of Big Ten games because of Ohio State. And we always see like that one team, like Purdue screwed up the season. Iowa screwed up the season. Michigan State every now and then. Like I just, for some reason, Arkansas, they're in the middle of the pack. They got a lot better last year. Like they just looked better on the field. I just see them. And they may upset a team that upsets a team and then screws up all the rankings. But I'll, I'm just going to shout out Arkansas. They're going to have one victory this year that we all, we're going to look back on in January and be like, yeah, but that Arkansas game, that's what I'll say about that before we go on to the next one. <laughs> so um, so we'll uh, move on there. So, so we know some teams we already talked about. Like we know Georgia is going to be really good. We know Florida is going to be really good. Um, Jay Stevens came up with this question, and I love it. Is Georgia okay where they're at? Like, are they okay? And I think what Jay means, you know what, Jay? I'm gonna, you know what? You go ahead and ask this question, Jay. You're a way better podcast host than I am. I'm gonna let you take it from here. Seriously, man. <laughs> Jeff, I appreciate that comment. So, my thought process here was <clears throat> Is Georgia okay at the current tier? And I said tiers in the question I sent yes. to Jeff because in college football, you have your top tier. I want to say it Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. That's a top tier. You have your next tier, you have your Oklahoma. I put Notre Dame there. You have Georgia. Then you have those, and those three are kind of consistent. You could add more to that second tier. And then there's a lot of that third tier. I think Georgia is consistently at that second tier in college football. They'll occasionally win the conference simply because of who else is in their conference. Take Alabama away. Georgia's in the playoff almost every year. Um, if Ohio State, if you take Ohio State out, you're going to get Wisconsin, Penn State, Northwestern. I nah, maybe Iowa that is in that are in the conference somewhere somewhere in that mix every single year. Take Oklahoma out. The Big 12 is literally like whoever wants to win it that year can basically do it. <laughs> so you have those teams that are the top tier, second tier, third tier. And to me, is Georgia okay at being at that second tier? Kind of to me, it's kind of like you view Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, I don't think they've won a playoff game. But everybody lifts up the praises of Lincoln Riley and lifts up Oklahoma for how good they are, how dominant they are in their conference. And Kirby Smart, people are calling and saying he should get fired. I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking I, I call time out here really quickly because it's hard to get there. People get on Brian Kelly for a, a lot. And I'm going to turn it back over to Jeff here in a second. What Brian Kelly has done at Notre Dame, it's hard to be that consistently good every year. 
So the question, with Jeff, Jeff, was with Georgia, are they fine being the team that's in that second tier in college football? If we got six, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. The next three, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and Georgia. Are they fine being right there in that group, Jeff? I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, and I love the question because it really got me thinking because it, it is one of those funny things because, you know, they're they're up there in recruiting. You know, they're up there. And so, and I'm not really in tune, you know, with the fan base because it feels like one of these I, – I think them and Notre Dame are so comparable to where they're like we, – we just want that one as to where, you know, Alabama, Clemson, you know, Ohio State, they're like, you know – you know, high state, you know, one and, you know, 15, but it's, it feels like forever ago now yeah, as to yeah. where if Georgia could feels like they could steal one out of that conference and, you know, full credit to Alabama, that would be a hurdle. Um, I thought this was a great question. I want to say, I want to say they are, um, if we're being honest, I think Florida is probably um, getting a little more antsy in their seats than mm-hmm. Georgia is, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not in tune with that. That's just my gut feeling to where Florida you know, they have, you know, the three national titles, you know, they're, they, they, they get close every year. They have the, they have the players every year. They, you know, they're competitive every year. They then knock off somebody every year, but then they lose the game like last year as to where I think George is kind of like, more like, man, we, we, we almost did it. Like, like it's a thing, but that, that's just me. So I'll say I'll, like Georgia fans are like, okay, even though, and I think they're, they're less antsy than Florida fans are. So uh, Mo Murphy, uh, how do you, how do, how do you, that's more of your neck of the woods than mine. So what's mm-hmm. your, what's your, uh, what's your take on how George is feeling about their program at this point? Well, having lived, grew up in Florida and lived in Georgia for a while, I say no. At this point, I say no, they're not okay with it. Um, Cause they've showed that they can be in that upper echelon. The only problem is they don't do it consistently they do what what, what the requirement of being a tier two team like jay said they do that consistently they're typically because of alabama they're typically the second best team in the conference you pretty much could depend on that maybe lsu or i mean maybe florida gets them you know for being on the same side so they have to battle it out with florida but i say no for everything that jay said people are calling for kirby smart's job people want him going they think like it has to be because they're recruiting great everywhere. But one thing I think for me and with Georgia and the knock on Georgia, like you said, they're up there in recruiting classes every year, right? But what's the one spot they not hitting on when it comes to recruiting? Quarterback. They're not getting great quarterback play when you really think about it. They, they, you know, Justin Fields ended up leaving. That was supposed to be the phenom, but they're not getting great quarterback play. They have one of the who might be the, you know, the guy George Pickens might be the best wide receiver of college football. But his numbers are not going to say it because they're not getting elite quarterback play. And I think like even Georgia looks and be like, we got top tier defense. They're known for their defense and their run game. We have all that. We have the pieces to be a championship team in 2005. But now it's time to get those top-notch wide receivers and those top-tier quarterbacks. So I don't think George is okay because I think they feel like they're That's a one or point. two true pieces away from being Alabama. Like I think they feel like they're a quarterback away that separates them with Alabama because they match up realistically in all other coaching. Kirby Smart is a really great coach. You know, in every other aspect on the field except like quarterback and maybe like top-tier wide receivers, they, they would be a college – National championship team right now, as constructed, if if this was 2005, where you can ground and pound and play defense and win it in the trenches, they're a national champion, but it's 
you know, you got to win through the air. You got to have an amazing offense and a, a good enough defense to make a play here or there. That's championship football and college football. So I say no because there's just something that they're missing, and I think Georgia is getting antsy. They, they reminded me a lot of they have these high expectations and they're never reaching them, kind of like the Michigan and the Big Ten or even like Notre Dame. But I think Notre Dame fans are cool with what Notre Dame does every year. Making the playoffs I think is good enough for a Notre Dame fan. No, no, and I and I think you're right because I mean, you know, we went, you know, I went through this with Ohio State. Like we had so many years to where we're like, you know, things are getting better, but you know, we're not, we're not at Bama's level or whoever was up there at the top, um, you know, for for a while. So I can see where Georgia, where Georgia's coming from. I've got a friend we, we kind of text back and forth about Georgia Ohio State football, and we you have kind of these same feelings and it. You know, I'm not, and by no means am I sitting there saying Ohio State has reached Bama's level, but they they did take a step that you know Georgia's is, is so close. But let's also remember that you know they they had the national championship one and two. It makes one of the craziest throws in history, and it it changes everything for uh, Georgia football. So they were right there. So, coach, how do you feel about how do you feel about the Georgia football program um, where their fan base sits right now? It's the South, Jeff. Like they, they don't, they don't, they, they, they do not like this at all. And like you said, and even you know, kind of go back to another point where LSU they calling for Ogeron's job, and he just oh, yeah. won that championship two years ago. So just imagine how this is. It's the South. They they look at themselves as Alabama. They look at themselves as hey, we we should be Alabama. We recruit. Just as well as Alabama, we do, you know, we had a former Alabama, you know, assistant in Kirby Smart. So they look at themselves, hey, you know, we you know we're all that level as Alabama. They're not going to settle for second place or win three straight SEC championships from what seventeen to nineteen. You know, these the days of kind of just saying, oh well, you know, we're we're making steps with brick by brick. College football is no brick by brick. You go. Gotta build this thing while you're flying. You you, you you need to create this airplane while you're in, in mid-flight, like at this point. So <laughs> in, in theory, what, what Georgia has done in these last five years under the tutelage of, of um Curtis Smart is, is phenomenal yeah. in normal sense. This is the <laughs> SEC, this is the South. This it's championship of bust. Yeah, that that that's fair enough. Uh, you guys are starting to sway me. I, I won't move off my I won't move off my stance, but you guys are swaying me. Uh, Jay Stevens, answered your own question, buddy. You obviously have strong thoughts on this. Um, so I want to take a page from what Mo said and a page from what Couch Coach said in regards to my answer. I don't think they're comfortable with it. And one is the South, like Couch Coach said. But Mo made a comment about the quarterback position, and I think if the QB position was more like Oklahoma's, either from transfers and being successful or from recruiting them and maturing them and helping them grow and being successful that way, I think Georgia fans would be looking at this a little bit different. But if you can't have a good quarterback, you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going to win, Jeff. You may have success. You may have 10 wins, maybe 11 wins. You're going to struggle to get past Alabama consistently because he recorded that play. And I think what we saw with Kirby Smart, it got put on front street last year from Jamie Newman announcing that he was going to transfer. Then and then JT Daniels transferring from USC. Jamie Newman, Jamie Newman opts out. You start. I forget who the starter was for week one. It wasn't Stetson Bennett. It wasn't JT. It was the um Dewan uh, Mathis. Dewan Mathis, I believe, starts game number one. Then you put in the mailman Stetson Bennett. Then you put in JT uh, uh JT Daniels. 
Your quarterback position has been a mess. It's not the Jake Fromm to Justin Fields situation. Not even Jacob Eason and, and Jake Fromm. You just can't build and mature and help quarterbacks get better. And when you can't help quarterbacks get better, Jake Fromm was kind of the same guy the entire time he was at Georgia. Yeah. Justin Fields probably would have been the same guy year one, year two that he was a starter. Wouldn't have had a, a Joe Burrow type of jump from year one to year two because I don't think Georgia knows how to, at least under Kirby Smart, knows how to help QBs get better. You can give him a running back, give him a DB, give him a linebacker. He'll do all the other positions perfectly fine. But that quarterback position, he can't get it right, and we saw that put on display last year. Yeah, It was pretty sad watching that situation where you have guys that are getting a chance. Do I Matt, this shouldn't have been on the field, but he put him out there, got a chance, played horrible. Put in the mailman, okay, great. Played bad. He played okay, then he played bad. You put in JT Daniels, who I thought should have been QB1 the entire time, and now you see why he should have been QB1 the entire time. Kirby Smart, I don't think they're happy. They would be uh, some fans would be somewhat okay, feel a little bit better. When you can't get the QB position correct, I don't think they're happy. And I think the QB position is literally what's holding Georgia back from beating Alabama, say three out of five, three out of five, or split 50 50 three out of six times because you get the QB right that's the one thing that Nick Saban's Nick Saban struggles against it's a good quarterback and if he gets a mobile guy down there buddy buddy those Alabama Georgia games will be fierce yeah that's my follow-up question um everything you guys said is is right on point and that they're the one team especially with the you know, the top tier recruiting that they do. Why have we not seen, if nothing else, just a great dual threat quarterback? Like who cares if you get a guy that's, that that's not going to go to the NFL, but if he's just a dynamic athlete, like why it's, it, it kind of puzzles me why we haven't seen that guy come through the program. Like I'm not saying there are a dime a dozen, but like every team has this freak athlete that, you know, of course everybody says, ah, oh, they're not worried about the NFL or whatever. And it just seems like Georgia is kind of just, stuck in the mud with some of these guys. Um, you know, you, you, you touched on it with Fromm. really disappointing to me um, how things went with him. When I saw him that freshman year, I'm like, this is amazing. And yeah. he, but it was the same guy three years, you know, two years later or whatever, you know, I, I let's, you know, if they, I like your point. I always assumed if they kept Justin Fields, then they get a national championship, but maybe not. Maybe they don't develop Justin Fields. Maybe Justin Fields saw the writing on the wall and left, but just, how do they not just have just a freak athlete, a converted wide receiver or something come through there? But, they, I mean, they did get one, though. Like, when they got Justin Fields, they did get well, yeah, one. Yeah, the, that's the, what I mean. The number, on but it also, like, you've seen what, – what, he played a, a few snaps throughout the season, and there was nothing about Justin Fields that looked like – through those snaps as a rookie that, like – Oh my God, he's about to take over in right, Georgia, right, like right. like he was when pre-recruiting when he was recruited there. It was like, oh my God, Georgia about to get Justin Fields. Then he played, he got them snaps, and it was like, ah, yeah, nah, he's kind of probably a little bit bust, a little overhyped. So, and then to see, I think I do think Georgia fans, because like one of my closest friends, he's a Georgia fan. I think they envy the fact that Ohio State got Justin Fields. That bugs them. And to see all the success that Justin Fields has had at Ohio State, been to the playoffs twice with him, a national championship appearance. You know, he was a, he was a Heisman candidate. Like, Justin Fields had the utmost success at Ohio State. And, like, Georgia looks at him and is like, what, where are we going wrong? We had this guy. 
Like, this is a guy we had on our roster, and he goes here, and he looks like the best college football quarterback in the country, and they picked him, or they picked Jake Fromm over him, so I don't know why they can't get the quarterback situation right. Fromm was highly recruited, really good quarterback. Justin Fields was, what, the number two quarterback in the country at that time with Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, I think number one. He was number one, actually. I think he was the number one dual threat. Trevor Lawrence was the number one pocket passer. So they got the number one dual threat, the ultimate dual threat that you could get. And you see the type of success he has. So I just think, you know, like Jay said, they're just not getting max production or they don't know how to get max production and get guys. Like you said, you thought from his freshman year, oh, man, he's really good. But there was no jump. There was no improvement. And then the offense completely struggled. So I just something there is not maybe the quarterback coach just isn't a great quarterback coach something there you know behind the scenes but they're not getting max production out of the quarterbacks and that is the problem you're not winning a national championship without a good quarterback in college football yeah jay touched on it last year got hard to watch i mean it was literally lob the ball up and you know hope your athletes catch it that was the offense towards the end it 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 was was, uh, it was it, it, it was it was really tough to watch and you know a lot of their yards you know came off of um you know, you know, great catches and stuff like that. Their defense was fantastic, but Mo, I think most so far, most said my favorite thing. Like, yeah, that's great in two thousand five. Um, you know, that that this <laughs> yeah, defense you know, and running the ball that, like that's two thousand five national championship. Yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. That's the keys. So they're like right now. They're six years behind Bama. Bama did the opposite. You know, thanks to Ohio State yeah. waking them up, <laughs> and um, exactly. yeah, they're they're a juggernaut. Yep. So that's a good point. So. We'll spin into this. We all know. I, I mean, I think it's consensus. We all think Alabama's winning the conference. We think Florida's going to be good. We think Georgia's going to be good. Um, you know, the world's largest cocktail party is going to be a huge game this year. It's on some of our road trips. Anyway, so, you know, there's no reason to, to keep uh, going down that road. But here's a question I have. Like, you know, everybody, we hear all year how competitive the SEC is, how many teams can do this, how many teams can do that. But then – the it never seems like they get quote unquote punished and it's paid off. I mean, they've won, you know, Alabama, you know, just won LSU won the year before that is the sec already in a playoff or is there, is there anything that can happen to keep sec the sec champion or who I guess the best team in the sec out of the playoff? Is it a foregone conclusion regardless of how the season goes? Um, Jay, you know what? You start us off with this one, man. So, Jeff, I do think they get a they, – they have a guaranteed spot if everything goes as to plan. However, if they have a two-loss conference champion, things get a little dicey. I don't care if it's Alabama, LSU, A&M, Florida, Georgia. I don't care who it is. If they have a two-loss conference champion, they need to get to the Big Ten. Is it Ohio State? Do they run the table? Do they have one loss? I think Ohio State is in no matter what. The Big 12, does Oklahoma, is it Iowa State? Is, does Texas miraculously have a good season? I think the one-loss Big 12 champion, and if there was a one-loss Big 10 champion, they get in. USC, I've already said, I think is going to get into the playoff. They would probably have to run the table to do so or have one loss and be look really, really good in that one loss to do so. Then you have the problem. Do you put the conference championship game loss winner or loser in from the Big 10 or Big 12 over a two-loss SEC champion? I think you might have that argument if that team has one loss and they look really, really good. A two-loss SEC champion is the one way that I think you could get two people in. I forgot all about Clemson. So you got Clemson, you got the big, you got ACC, Big Twelve, Big Ten, Pac-12. If all of them have one loss or they're, or they're undefeated, and the SEC has two losses, 
I truly think that's the only way the SEC does not get a team in. But it's highly unlikely because Alabama, Georgia, maybe Florida, Emory Jones, A&M, they're all probably going to be no less than one loss, probably, maybe two. But if they're the conference champion, they're no worse than one loss just because that's how much talent they have on the team. Yeah. Coach, what do you think? Is the, is what, what keeps the SEC out? I would it would be Jay scenario. It would be two lost SEC team because even and it's crazy even to be devil's advocate in a weird way. The team that championship probably has a shot to make it to the playoff in mm-hmm. a weird, bizarre way because almost like what happened in Alabama a few years back. That would be the only only case if it's a two loss SEC team. But you look at this, like we said, there's six teams. They're in the top 20 in the preseason yeah. ranks. So it's to a point where it's just they all like get, they all get credit for beating each other. Right. And they all get credit for beating each other. And they and it's 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 always gonna be a great mark on their resume. So even I think even if a team that doesn't even make the championship game could make a case potentially if they was and like I said, and even to Steven's point. You know, like even Jay's point as well, the Pac-12 will have to, they would have to run, have to run the table. And, you know, so that'll be the only, only case. But generally, in most years, two teams generally can make a legitimate case. Sometimes, hell, three teams can make, you know, to make the, to make the final four. So... You know, it's 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 just the SEC. It's just it's mind boggling. Before we get to Mo, my thoughts on it is: I think that at least what Ohio State's done in the last three to four years has is has at least got it to where you know it's not it's not guaranteed that you know two SEC teams would get in over Big Ten teams and stuff like that. So I think that's that's you know at least at least hurt the second team in the SEC. But what the SEC has done over the entire playoff run, you know, if whoever looks the best out of their conference, I just – and I don't even argue with it. Like, I'm not a record guy. You guys know that. Um, you know, if I watch them play and I, and I think that they're, you know, they're good enough, I can't punish a team because they had to play Florida and, you know, Clemson didn't. Um, I, you know, that, that's, that's what we always talk about college football. That's always unfair. I honestly – it would take a catastrophic – catastrophic events i mean it would take miami beating alabama and then maybe auburn beating alabama but then alabama knocking off florida and georgia it would take so many things then maybe an injury because if like you know mo touched on it if Tua doesn't get hurt alabama gets in that year um they got the benefit of the doubt that year i personally don't see anything out of you know you know catastrophic events to keep the NSEC team out of the playoffs. I think that they're, they're penciled in. And if, if they just look fine, I think, I think a two loss SET SEC team, I think, a honestly, I think a three loss good SEC team would have an argument over like Cincinnati or BYU or whoever's got the argument. I think they've got that much benefit of the doubt. And as long as they're quote unquote good losses, you know, if, you know, if if Tebow gets a concussion and loses the LSU, you know, situation, like things like that. So uh I think the SEC's in. I don't even I don't even think it's a question. And I'm not even sure I argue with it. 
So, Mo, how do you feel? I know you love, love SEC football. <laughs> I hate the SEC so much. <laughs> like, I really do. I, like, But I enjoy talking because it's always good football. Hey, full disclosure, I invited SEC patrons onto the show tonight. It didn't work out, so – yeah, I hate the like. It's not I that I hate the SEC. I just live the SEC country where everybody loved the Florida Gators. I mean, that's why I developed a hatred for ACC. You love Florida or Florida State, and then you had the random, you know, Miami fans. But either way, so I agree fully with you, Jeff and Jay. Like, I never disagree with you on anything, but I do think even the scenario you name a two loss SEC team maybe doesn't get in over a one-loss Big 12 champion, mm-hmm. maybe. A, a two-loss SEC champion, hands down, gets over a Pac-12 one-loss. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that too, like, I think that's, the catastrophic would have to happen. Pretty much every other conference champion would have to be undefeated. Like, we, Clemson would have to be undefeated. Ohio State would have to be undefeated. Ohio State and Clemson probably earned their one-loss benefit of the doubt as long as they win their conference championship. So I mm-hmm. would say, but the SEC is the only conference we've seen get two teams in the playoffs. The SEC and Ohio State and the Big Ten are the only teams we've seen get in there with a team that didn't win their conference championship. Mm-hmm. Ohio State made it the one year they didn't win the conference championship, and Alabama made it the one year they lost to Georgia in the conference championship. So between the weight of Ohio State and the weight of the SEC and even Clemson, I think Clemson will have that benefit of the doubt. All those guys – they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. So I think SEC, it would, like Jeff said, it had to be catastrophic. Like, it almost have to be every other conference has an undefeated conference champ to, yeah. to lose out on the fact. If there's one one loss, I think they'll start measuring with that one loss unless the team is named. If it's one loss Oklahoma, I think a two loss Bama who won the SEC has an argument. If it's, especially when you start talking about matchups, the NCAA they could put them at number four and they could match them up against Clemson. We know that's becoming, you know, a matchup we want to see every year or they're number four and we could see them against Ohio state. Let's go into this season. Like, Oh man, a rematch from the national championship. I'd much rather see that than Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma, who as great as they were offensively, they ran through, you know, a bunch of terrible defenses. Like people will start picking apart the conferences and the sec Ohio State and Clemson, they all get benefit of the doubts in the situation. So I think it'd take pretty much essentially everybody, any other conference champion not named Ohio State or Clemson, they'd have to be undefeated or else I think they lose the argument. Because like you said, either that or one of those two losses, we would have to assume it has to be bad. Like Bama would have to lose bad. They could get upset by Vanderbilt, but if it was a close game, they still get, oh, well, you know, something probably happened in there, some crap call. So it's one of those, it has to be. It has to be catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see it happening. So, um, so, um, so, so that's it for the SEC section, everybody. Um, you know, we're 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 all from different. We we root for different teams, different conferences. So that was kind of our take on it. I didn't see any reason to sit here and break down like you know one through you know whatever there are now 14, 12 teams or whatever it is. Um, you know, we all know that it's Alabama and then we all know the big games and all that. So we try to give you a different take on it here. Now, if you're watching live, um, this is going to roll into um, a discussion about our top three college football players that we ever watched. 
Um, if you're listening, um, it'll be a separate podcast, but you'll just have to scroll up or scroll down whichever direction you're going and you'll be able to click on it as another episode. So um, I want to thank everybody that's listening. I want to thank uh, Mo Murphy from Up in Flames. I want to thank Jay Stevens from the Jay Stevens podcast. I want to thank Couch Coach Live for being on, talking some SEC football, um, getting everybody ready, you know, for the season. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a good one. They're really good teams. Um, we talked about, I mean, we talked about six or seven teams tonight that could they could win a national title. I mean, that's just the truth. Uh, you know, it's all quarterback play. It's all things going the right way. You know, it's all the bounce of a ball. So it's going to be a lot of fun, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, our next discussion. Um, it, it's going to be a good time. So thanks, everybody, to listen. Thanks, everybody, to watch. And uh, give us about 30 seconds here, and we'll be back. Thanks, guys. <laughs>